tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. In the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight, uncertainty over MPP super delegates list as presidential aspirants raise objections to party's process for cleaning special electoral college register. Our register is sacrosanct. You don't touch the register until four years have come through. We, the aspirants, need to be informed. It's going to create a whole lot of Problems here and there. Any form of replacement we are kicking again. Any form of replacement. The core knowledge is not transferable. If the person is there, it's gone. We hear from the party ahead of the crucial National Executive Committee and the Council of Elders meetings. So in talk about the funding, uh, members, some have died, so we have to take their names out also. And again, uh, we also have to look at past national officers. Some have also died, so we are trying to organize all those things. Also tonight, Asin North MP James Dachikwesin heads to the Supreme Court to halt the day-to-day hearing of his case at the High Court following the Court of Appeal ruling that alleged prejudicial comments by President Akufuado did not influence the mode of trial. The person who's alleged to wanting to stage a coup and the person who signed a statutory declaration who is so dangerous to the country that his trial must be done every day. And in business, Ghana's economy expected to fully recover from 2025 according to a new world bank report and in sports we'll hear from former black stars for david akam who's calling on owners of football clubs in the country to increase investment in their clubs to improve quality and competitiveness of the game in the country also tonight management of public universities including knust and the university of ghana to face sanctions for advertising and enrolling students into courses that have not been accredited if it means that we have to crack the whip. The law is very clear. It is it is a prisonable offense for you to run a program that is unaccredited or to even advertise it. We have details as our checks reveal some universities are running as many as 120 courses with accreditations already expired. Also tonight, we have some good news for users of public toilets. Yes, 
Just like hotels have star ratings, the Accra Metropolitan Assembly is introducing a star rating system to improve filthy and smelly public toilet facilities in Accra. So with the star rating, there's a checklist that we are going to fail. So when we are done with the checklist, if you score below 50, it means you have failed. Uh, we'll have to look at what to do. Either we close down or we take action against you. A peep into the four-star toilets you may soon see in your neighborhood here on Newsnight. And of course, I will be sharing your thoughts with the rest of the world pretty soon. 055-11-11997. My name is Evans Benson. Now, there is uncertainty tonight over the super delegate list of the governing new patriotic party with several presidential aspirants raising objections to party's process for cleaning special electoral college register. Now, the National Executive Committee of the MPP have been busy finalizing the list for the super delegates congress expected to take off on 26th August. Now, the primary role of the so-called Special Electoral College is to trim the number of presidential aspirants to five ahead of the November Congress to elect a presidential candidate for the 2024 elections. But tonight, some presidential aspirants say the process to clean the register and finalize the list has not been transparent. More from the camps of the aspirants shortly, but first here is the General Secretary of the MPP, Justin Kodia Frimpon, explaining what the party is currently doing to get ready for the Superdelegates Congress. Then this week on Thursday, the 20th of July, the party NEC and National Council will be meeting. A virtual committee can only recommend it is National Council that gives final approval. Uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances or situation that may happen, I'm sure all the 10 uh, personalities who were recommended by Virgin Committee will still true. Then our party constitution is very clear. If you go to Article 13, uh, it states clearly that where uh, after Virgin, uh, we have more than five uh, aspirants, then the party goes into what we refer to as special delegate college to trim the number from uh, whatever figure to five. So that is what we are waiting. So by Thursday, if National Council gives the approval, they set the date for special delegate uh, elections, which will happen on the 26th of August. We are in the final stage of doing the uh, compilation and um, on top of my head, um, basically, we are not going to exceed 1,000. So between 900 uh, to 1,000 um, delegates will form the uh, special electoral college. Because when you talk about the funding, uh, members, some have died, so we have to take their names out also. And again, uh, we also have to look at past national officers. Some have also died, so we are trying to organize all those things. I'm sure before the week ends, we should have the final list for the special delegate election. Well, one of the frontrunners in the race to become flag bearer and former trade minister, Alan Chamanting, is questioning the transparency of the process so far. We'll hear from his camp uh, pretty shortly, but first, the former energy minister, Boache Jaco, is equally unhappy with the party's register cleanup process. Dr. Benjamin Ashute speaks for him. I beg to differ. I don't know how they will be able to, or the, 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 the means they'll be, they'll be using to fill up those vacancies. And it will, it's going to create a whole lot of problems here and there. We believe that the general secretary, in, in his uh, 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 wisdom, will want to lead the party to a free and fair electionary process. But what we are saying is that it will be so, so unfair for us at this point where we have barely a month to the superdelegate election. And the uh, album are going to be screened for the disease to be taken out of it and then replace. Time is not on our side. And time is of essence. For the camp of Dr. Kumedo Apreku, a former regional integration minister under the Kufu administration, they will not accept any additions to the register. 
any form of replacement you are kicking against, any form of replacement, because knowledge is not transferable. Even the person is there is gone. And those that are said is a privileged position, and if somebody is a founding member of your party and the person is gone, they knew they have the idea of how and when and, and, and the contribution they make to bring the party to, to where it is. It's an honorary position and it's not transferable. For instance, like if you go to parliament, somebody dies and you go for what you call a wireless because his position is a public position of which it's not transferable. We, we, we are going to have a meeting within the week and then maybe they will save the parameters, maybe those things will come up and we discuss them. And our, our strong position is that we don't need to replace those people. Right? Because so who are these specialized groups within the MPP constituting the superdelegates or what the MPP constitution calls the special electoral college? My colleague uh, with the political desk, Elton Brobe, joins me on Zoom uh, right now with more on this. Elton, who are these individuals? They appear to be very important. Right, uh, Evans, and uh, I mean, it finds expression in the party's uh, constitution, especially if you go to Article 12.5. Uh, it talks about uh, where there are more than five contestants for nomination as the party's presidential candidate. The special electoral college shall cast their votes by secret ballot for the first five contestants to be shortlisted. The special electoral college shall comprise the following individuals. We have the national council so the individual constituting the national council they all have voting rights as the national executive committee the the composition all of them have the voting rights now the regional executive committee as well the national council of elders we know that they'll be meeting together with the national executive committee tomorrow to fine tune some of these proposals before them we also have the 107 the 137 members of parliament. What is unclear now is whether the independent member of parliament for Formina, who is the second deputy speaker of parliament, will have a voting right because we know that he stepped down from the MPP to contest the Formina seat as an independent candidate. So that will leave us with 137 MPs, in, uh, MPs on the MPP side. We have three representatives of each of special organs of the MPP. And that is not all Evans. There are also uh, the... Uh, yeah, so, so these are, uh, you know, the composition of the members that make the uh, special electoral college. And their main role is to frame the number from the current 10 as we have it to five. And each will have one vote to cast uh, as far as the August 28th special or super delegates con congress. Uh, that is expected to come on to uh, for the party to select the five to go through the National Delegate Congress in November. And and that uh, special delegates uh, Congress uh, on the 26th of August, uh, we know as of now from what the party is explaining, the list shouldn't go beyond a thousand. But we know tonight they are concerned about the process. Uh, to clean up that particular register, that uh, register of special electoral college. I want to bring in spokesperson for Alan Chermanting. He is Yao Barbian Samoa. He's a former member of parliament for Adenton constituency. Uh, joins us on the telephone line right now. Uh, from what I understand, you you want, you want a bit more transparency in this process. Hello, Mr. Barbian Samoa. Hello. Uh, great to have you. From what I understand, you want more transparency in the process to clean up the uh, register of the special electoral college. Thank you very much for having me this evening. It's not just about the register. It's about the entire corporate image of the party. Uh, this party is seeking to have a new leader who will lead the party into the 2024 polls. Out of 10, one must be selected. It is not a process that ought to lie only within the jurisdiction of the party leadership at this time. It is a process that will benefit the, the lead up to the elections is a process that will benefit the entire party into the future. If all the aspirants are brought on board in the organizational, logistical, decision-making process. And that is why we believe that working together with the party, aspirants working together with the party, will get the best possible process that will bring the party out united 
in order to be able to fight a very difficult uh, eight-year cycle election. So we believe, first of all, that the register has to be as it is. And names are changed only based on elections. That's what we are using. The General Secretary says that, however, you have people who aren't still on the list who are no more. They're dead. And you need necessarily to fix that problem. Take them off. Uh, You've not been part of the process? You replace them. You replace them at the next election. That's what I'm trying to conclude. That if the party intends to do a replacement of people who are no more, it can't do it alone. It has to do it in concept of the aspirants. Otherwise, it will create a situation where trust will be an issue. But if they decide Why to... Why would you want to do something unusual, which is not usually done, without the concurrence of those who have a major interest in the process? So what we are saying is that not only with the register, but with all the organizational processes leading up to the Special Delegates Congress, as well as the November election, by this time, now that 10 people have been accepted, vetted, and approved, those 10 people should have reps within the organizational structure at this time, so that together we can work together as a party and move the process forward. Just, just for clarity. Way, you ensure trust. Just for clarity. And In this cleanup process, while they remove the names of dead people, if that's all you're doing without replacing them, you're fine. I am not. not, I don't even know what they're doing at the moment, (laughs) because the party says it is undergoing a verification process. What is a verification process, and how is that process being carried out? Those are matters in issue that must be dealt with with the aspirants uh, at a round table. Because, like I'm saying, the usual is that our albums remain sacrosanct until a four-year cycle is met. After every four years, whoever is dead, whoever has traveled, whoever is no more in the album is replaced by election. Now, halfway to that and before an election, who determines who should go into the album? You, and uh, you've, not, you've not been consulted at all as part of this process? Dead person or otherwise. I mean, it doesn't happen. Yeah, but Rasama, so, your, so, your, your, yes. your team, none of you in this team have been consulted at all on this process. It's not about consultation uh, 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 on, the, on the surface. It's about inclusion. You've not been included in the process. decision-making. Uh, we've been consulted to the extent that uh, uh, the party has notified everybody that there's a verification process going on. Did you, the did first you, thing is, mm-hmm. what are the intended outcomes of that verification? That hasn't been answered. Did you request to be included in the process of verification? Yeah, we have. But at the time we did, uh, we were not recognized by the party because we had not been uh, uh, vetted. Now that we have been vetted, I think it's only fair that the party recognizes that the 10 aspirants have a stake in the future and that they deserve to be part of the process towards setting up the electoral system. Uh, have you, have you found- the album is a critical part of the electoral system. Have you brought this formally to the attention of the party and, and made a formal request now that you've been vetted and we are, we are, we are waiting to hear on the back of this meeting? There's, there's, a, there's, there's a petition before the National Council for the organization to be included in the organization of the Special Delegates Conference. But, but as far as the album is concerned, there's still a lack of clarity about the intended outcome of the verification process. What are we verifying? And at the end of the day, is it going to result in a changing of names? And by what process, by what means will those uh, changes be effected? How will the beneficiaries achieve the status of becoming delegates? It's never happened before. Uh, <laughs> All of us have to be part of that process. Stay with me. I want to bring in Anakumia. He speaks for uh, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, vice president and also a flag bearer hopeful. Uh, Anakumia, thanks for your time here on News Night. So the party says, yeah, currently undertaking a verification process ahead of the uh, the special electoral college, the Congress to whittle down the number to five. Uh, the concerns from other aspirants is the process has not been transparent, it's not been open and inclusive enough. Have you been part of this process and do you share the concerns of the others? Hello, Ms. Akumia. 
Okay. Uh, we'll try and get his attention or, or possibly get him on the telephone line. Hello, Mr. Akumia. Also with me on the line right now, um, and apologies Hello. there. You can hear me now? Hello? Hello, Mr. Akumia. Can you hear me? Your voice is very thin. Is it better? Uh, no. Okay. It's very thin. Let, let's try again. Uh, what do you know about this verification process the party is undertaking ahead of the uh, Superdelegates Congress? Hello? Okay, let's uh, try and fix that uh, because he can't hear me. But I want to bring in the uh, Deputy General Secretary of the MPP, uh, Haruna Mohammed, uh, who is with us. Hopefully, he can hear me clearly. Hello, Mr. Mohammed. Hello, good evening. Great to have you. So please Thank clarify, you. Please clarify the process for me. You've just had the concerns expressed by many of the aspirants. What's happening? Again. What's happening with the verification process? What are you doing and why have you not involved the aspirants? Uh, thank you very much. Good evening to your cherished listenership. Um, it is very important for me to state this point very clear. Um, the verification exercise that the General Secretary had instructed all constituencies through the regions to do has nothing to do with the Special Delegates Conference. I repeat, the verification process that we have started through the regional offices to the constituency offices has nothing to do with the special delegates conference. What the general secretary has instructed through the approval of the national council at the last national council meeting was to send back all the registers that were used for the constituency, regional and national elections back to the constituencies to verify the names on the album for finality to be brought for stakeholders such as aspirants to have a look at this particular album for us to go into the elections. So, in fact, the publication of this verification was done before nomination forms were picked by aspirants. So, clearly, nobody has been left out in this particular process. At a point that we need to have all stakeholders, including aspirants, to have a say in that process, it would be called to have a say in the process of this. And, and where will that point be? Hello, Mr. Mohammed. Hello. You said at the point you would involve them. When is that? When, when we are done with the collection of these albums from... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The regions per what we are looking out for. We will invite stakeholders, that includes the aspirants, 
or their representatives to have the album before we go into the elections. But the general we secretary intend to have a very clean elections. We intend to make sure that it will be very transparent and everybody will be given equal access. The general secretary has also announced today that you're also taking out names of people who are deceased from the register. Is that happening as we speak? Yes, as we are doing the verification, there are key things that we are looking at for. Um, what we are looking at for, one, is those who have passed away. Those who have passed away, what will happen is that these are persons that had voted in the election but won't be available to vote in the next or in the following up elections for the presidential and parliamentary elections. So these persons who are dead will not be replaced. They would not be replaced at the constituency level. So you are simply taking These them out. These people's names, yes, they will not be replaced. So at the constituency level, they won't be replaced. But will you replace they will them not later? Be replaced. But will you replace whoever, them later? Whoever name was not on the register at the time of voting for the uh, for the constituency elections to the regional elections and to the national elections would not be included in the register. The only aspect that we will look at is at the constituency level. You know, Council of Elders at the constituency level doesn't vote for regional elections. So after every constituency election is completed, the constitution states that the new executives, in consultation with the region, would appoint seven executives, the appointees. They will appoint them, and then they will also appoint Council of Elders and Council of Patrons. So where we've seen that Council of Patrons have not been entered into the system, will call for the appointment and include the Council of Elders onto the register. But why are you, but not, if, but why are you not including the aspirants or their agents in this at process? At the time we described? started this particular process, we started the process to have the album, and then we would make sure that the correct album that was used for the elections would be what will be displayed, and aspirants will be brought to look at it. At the time we started, we did not open even nominations for aspirants to pick forms. So after, now they've been vetted, um, and we, we're waiting for the, the bigger body on Thursday to, get, to take a decision on the vetting committee's report. Post that, will they be involved? Yes, they will be informed. They are very, they are very critical stakeholders in this election. And okay. we intend to have a very uh, 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 clean and transparent election. We've just started with a, a Greater Accra region. I'm just out of the Greater Accra regional office. We've attended to almost uh, all the constituencies except one constituency, uh, that is Ayawasu Central. Uh, and then we have some two constituencies that will be coming back tomorrow. So we are in the process of making sure that we are cross-checking to get the right uh, information as contained in the system so that we would not... Uh, be involving ourselves in uh, things that would disturb the peace of this party. Nana Kumia speaks for uh, Dr. Baumia. He joins us now. Hopefully he can hear me. Hello, Nana. Can you hear me? Hello. Great to have you. And I, I believe you can hear me now clearly. Oh, your voice has gone faint again. Okay. Uh, let's uh, try again. Um, let, um, yeah, let, let's see. Yes. If I can't hear you, I'll let you know. Uh, you've had the concerns from the other can aspirants. you can hear me? I can hear loud and clear. You've had the concerns okay. from the other aspirants that this process has not been transparent enough. Do you share that view? Which process? The process to do the verifications. As we've heard from the General Secretary, they are taking out names of those who have passed on, but also verifying names and getting a clean register. That process, the aspirants say, have not been transparent. Do you agree? Well, if the aspirants, any aspirant feel that any process has not been transparent, it is incumbent on the national executives to ensure that they're those anxieties are, are met and that everybody, especially the aspirants, are involved in whatever process that will impinge on the elections. There shouldn't be a problem at all. But you don't share the view that the process so far hasn't been transparent, do you? Well, to the extent that any aspirant, one aspirant or two aspirants, have a problem, it is incumbent on the national executive. I mean, it's not incumbent on one one party in the election. It's incumbent on the national executive to take measures to ensure that all the aspirants are on the same page as the national executive as far as the processes 
leading to the elections are concerned. Give me your own verdict on these processes leading to the Congress. Happy with it? Our verdict should be the consensus verdict. So we support a process where every aspirant is involved in the process. And if there are any doubts or misunderstandings, it will be resolved in a manner that is consensual. Uh, Mr. Barbian Samuel, you heard the Deputy General Secretary explain in detail what is happening. He says they will bring you in after uh, you've been confirmed, uh, post the vetting. And I know the, the bigger body will do that on Thursday. Happy with the explanations you've received tonight? It's just important that the party brings us all, that is all the aspirants in at the right time, to input into whatever process is ongoing. Uh, we are all for the party's success. And we are not adversaries. Whoever is picked at the end of the day has to lead the party to victory. And therefore, our interests converge. So it, it, it's not a question of uh, uh, the party determining when or otherwise. It's important that the party is proactive and, and brings people on board early enough so that you don't come in and show a concluded process. You don't want to be shown something that is done, something that is over. You, you need to be part of a process that is acceptable to everybody and, and the outcomes of which you all feel comfortable with. Because if there's a process, you need to know why and how. The verification process. What is the final intended outcomes? Are we, are we replacing? Are we not? If we are not, then why touch it at all? If we are, then on what basis are we going to touch it? Those are matters that together we can easily resolve. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Yababi Asamoah. He uh, speaks for Alan Chamantin's camp. You had Nana Kumia, who also speaks for the Baobia camp, and the Deputy General Secretary of the party, uh, Haruna Mohammed. It's alive, your news tonight is on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, Sin North MP James Achikwasing is not backing down in his quest to halt the day-to-day -day hearing of his case. He has filed fresh processes at the Supreme Court asking for its interpretation on whether a day-to-day -day hearing of his case is what the Constitution means by a fair trial. This move comes on the day the Court of Appeal ruled that the alleged prejudicial comments by President Akufuado and other government appointees was not a consideration for determining the mode of trial. Legal Affairs Correspondent Joseph Akable has more. This is not Kumewu. We took Charles Opoku's mm. money. Uh, we'll, uh, apologies there. We'll hear from uh, Joseph Akable uh, pretty shortly who's bringing us uh, details on this uh, matter. But in court today, as you can imagine, uh, we've had uh, reactions uh, to that. Uh, NDC's Director of Legal, uh, Abraham Maliba, has been pro uh, providing additional details on the fresh legal steps that have been initiated at the Supreme Court to halt this day-to-day -day mode of trial. That's an interpretative issue at the Supreme Court on Article 19 of the Constitution, which has to do with fair trial. And you know, all this um, brouhaha is about whether the accused person would have fair trial. And so we want the Supreme Court to interpret Article 19. What does fair trial mean? Does it mean the accused person must be coming to court every day? Is that what fair trial means? And who in this country, which accused person in this country has been going to court every day? Indeed, I am informed that Vomawo, the uh, fifth country co uh, convener, has pleaded with his court to betray him every day. And the court said no. So between the person who is going to stage a coup, allegedly, the person who is alleged to wanting to stage a coup, and the person who signed a statutory declaration, who is so dangerous to the country that his trial must be done every day. Well, here's uh, court correspondent Joseph Akable with more from the course today. Busy day in court for lawyers for James Jachi Kwesen. They first had to show up at the Court of Appeal to make a case why they believe 
the day-to-day -day hearing of his case at the High Court should be put on hold. After hearing legal arguments, the Court of Appeal took the view that the matter as was before it does not mean or does not show any evidence that the High Court considered extraneous matters, particularly alleged prejudicial comments made by President Akufuado, the Attorney General and other Ministers of State, which influenced the decision of the Court to hold the hearing on a day-to-day -day basis. And so the Court dismissed the request that it halts the trial at the High Court. Abraham Maliba is unhappy about this decision. Mm, even though this has been dismissed, we still have uh, some applications at the Supreme Court and we'll pursue it. But it doesn't come to us as a surprise. I mean, the issue of the prejudicial comments, I mean, once again, the court, like the court below, took the view that those are not matters that are relevant. It did not use relevant in this instance, but just to say that they are extrajudicial comments that do not influence the decision of the court. But how, in God's name, can the statements made by the president not weigh on a judge, a judge who is appointed by that same president? How, in God's name, can comments from the judge, from the president, not have an effect on a judge who was appointed by the president? So I'm saying that I'm not surprised about that. Uh, I want to bring in right now uh, Alfred Chiyayuba, who is a Deputy Attorney General, uh, joins us live on the telephone line. Mr. Chiyayuba, thank you for your time here on Newsnight. Now, there's this argument, and I'm pretty sure you just heard there, Abraham Maliba, make it, that the courts have hanged persons far uh, for making prejudicial comments far more serious than what we've heard uh, recently compared to the President's own commentary on the matter. Your reaction? Well, we've lost him there, but also we can bring in uh, human rights lawyer, Professor Kojo uh, Apijitia, who also joins us now. Hopefully we can reconnect uh, with the Deputy Attorney General. Uh, Prof, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you for having me. Uh, what do you make of the appeals court ruling today on this subject? Um, I, I think that I'm not pleased with the decision of the appeals court. I think that the comments that the president made were prejudicial. It certainly involves executive influence in the function of the judiciary. And so that should have been taken into account in the decision that the appeals court arrived at. And thankfully, the Deputy Attorney General joins us now. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'm grateful that you joined us. Can you hear me all right? Yes. Great. So that's, you just heard that your colleague, Professor Kojo Apiyajitian, make the point that he's convinced that the comments the president made were prejudicial. And others say there have been even far more serious pronouncements uh, compared to the president's. Um, what's your reaction to that and a criticism from the NDC as well? All right. Thank you very much. I'm surprised that anybody may want to justify the comment of the president by saying that the president has made prejudicial comments. Let's take it this way. The matter in court on the 16th of June, the court gave a ruling that the matter will be heard day to day. On the 23rd, a week after that ruling, there's another ruling for review, and the court said it was going to review the day to day hearing. The president attended the rally on the 25th, and that's the rally that people are saying he allegedly made comments judicial to the hearing of this particular matter. So how can anyone put up an argument that at the time that the judge gave the ruling on the 16th or on the 23rd, that comment had an influence on her? It doesn't follow that logic. There's, there's no basis. So I'm, I'm not surprised that at the Court of Appeal, the application to stay proceedings was dismissed today as without merit. But as it stands now, they, they're challenging uh, what has happened at the appeals court. They've gone to the Supreme Court. They insist um, this day-to-day -day, uh, hearing is not in the interest of a fair trial. I, they have the right to go to the Supreme Court. They can go there 10 times, 20 times. We're also ready for them. After all, when we go to court, we speak law. People may decide to engage in whatever political comments, whatever they may want to do. But in the court of law, it's about law. So if they are going to court to speak law, you're also ready to meet them in court to speak law. Uh, Professor Piagetia, I should assume that because the appeals court had this and more than a, one judge looked into this, at least three, uh, that this is a sound legal argument that would have backed the decision and that we should accept that if the court pronounced that the, the president's comments were not prejudicial, in fact, they were not. Hello, Prof. 
Hello, hello. Yeah, you, had yeah. the, you had the Deputy Attorney General. His case is simple. That they, they presented the facts before the courts. The court evaluated those facts and agreed with them. And that's what you should take. Well, I think that um, if in terms of the chronological analysis that he's doing, he's making um, a fair point. But we look at, we, we, should have, we should listen to what the Deputy Attorney General himself said while in court, that it was irresponsible on the part of uh, Mr. Kwesin to decide to run for that position because he, he knows that there's a likelihood that he will go to jail. I think that in this service is not a very fair comment. At least the court should have relied on that decision to make uh, its, its ruling. And secondly, we can also not run away from the fact that the statement that the president made was certainly prejudicial. As to whether it influenced the decision of the high court, maybe another matter to look at. But certainly, it wasn't in the bosom of the president to make such a statement. The president is the head of state of the republic. And he stands in there not supposing to be on the part of any political party. So that neutrality that the president is supposed to uh, exhibit for everybody to see him as the father of the nation was not there when he made those comments. He could have come to a political rally and make some remarks, but not the manner that he put that statement, because certainly it's, it builds on what the uh, deputy attorney general has said in court, which therefore as to the idea of uh, uh, the, the view that prejudicial comments have been made. And I think I stand on that. Uh, grateful, Professor Kujo, uh, a PJ Chia there, who has been speaking to us about the ruling of the appeals court today. Alfred Chia Yibwa is the Deputy Attorney General you heard earlier. And he's still live here on News Studies on Joy 99.7 FM. I quickly want to return to our conversation about the MPP's uh, plan to hold the Super Delegates Congress uh, and also uh, have an opportunity to whittle down the number of presidential aspirants from 10 to 5. The Special Electoral College will be making that decision. There's a lot of uh, controversy surrounding that tonight from some of the aspirants who say the process uh, to clean up the register of the Special Electoral College has not been transparent enough. A, a man who launched his campaign just last week to great acclaim is in the studio with me. He is uh, Kwabana Japon, and he just joined us in the studio. Hello, Mr. Japon. Thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you very much, Ivan. It's been a while. Uh, you've been campaigning. How's it going? It's going well. It's tough. Campaigning is very tough, especially uh, for some of us, um, raising the, the funds to move around and talk to the party delegates. It's, it's a tough assignment, but I believe in tough tasks. So um, I'm really energized and going about it. The first hurdle, 26th of August. That's correct. Um, have you been part of the process to finalizing the uh, arrangements for it? Today, we've been hearing from some of your colleagues yeah. who complain, in fact, from Konedo Perku's camp, from Alan Chamantin's camp as well. They all complain the process hasn't been transparent. I, I, what, what's your view on I, that? I don't think you term it as a complaint per se. I think uh, we're all discussing how to improve the process and make sure that at the end of the day, um, we all wholly accept the results that emanates from this process. Um, in times past, we've had the Special Electoral College partition into regions. We are of the view that with electoral politics, there's always a degree of improvement in the processes as you go along. And so we think that, um, especially based on the fact that some people have been calling from the regions, asking that they believe they'll feel more comfortable especially now that we have 16 regions, which means a region like Northeast or uh, Western North will have only about 28 delegates. I mean, there's no need setting up a polling center for 28 people to vote, you understand. So once we are less than 900, and that is uh, a polling station, you know, most polling stations in this country have more than 1,000 people. So it's easy to set up one center, uh, mid middle belt, Sunyane or Techiman, where everybody can be there by 9 or 10. And then I'm sure within two hours we would have been able to cast a vote. So that was our first worry, to, to have it centrally located um, because the constitution is very clear. It says the special electoral college shall cast their vote in secret. And so is the process and the kinds of rumors that we were hearing and to ensure that on that voting day, access to the voting area will be restricted and people will not have phones 
to go and really take a picture of how they voted and that all kinds of things were being said so it's a matter of just guarding the process and then there was a second view that since it is the college is intended to whittle down the numbers and not intended to elect a winner should we go according to how we do it with the vice chairs or um, the unit committee elections where you say okay pick five out of the don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 10 or just let everybody vote once. So those are the two issues that the aspirants discuss. And all of us have been discussing it. It's not as if um, Vice President um, Baumia has been sidelined. And I've heard the talk in the media that we've ganged up. I mean, using Have you the, ganged up? It is not true. Using that word is very derogatory. In fact, I've exchanged um, text messages with the Vice President. Telling him that? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, we started this process a long time ago. June 13th, I, I think. And but he's he responded, but out of respect for him, I cannot disclose the vice president text to me to other people. I just told them that he's he doesn't he wants the status quo to remain. That's all I communicated. But I don't want to show evidence of that. But the impression is created as if it's only about eight of us or seven of us who are hiding in some room. It's a very transparent discussion where we hold the election. That's not uh, really in your to anyone's benefit, in my view. So he's also part of the discussion. He's expressed his view. I have expressed mine. Others have. Fortunately, the National Council is meeting tomorrow. They have invited all of us to come and so that a decision can be taken. I think it should be a no-brainer. I mean, 900 people coming to assemble in the middle belt of this country and, and cast their ballot. As to the second one, I think there's still some discussion, maybe the, around the cleanup of the register. Yes, finalizing there the was. List. The, yeah, people think even the main register it's been given to a three-man committee in each constituency, and we think that as we do with the national elections, it should be public. You know, at the party office, everybody can go there and check whether my name is on my correct polling station or not. But you can't leave it in the hands because some people have passed on. And the decision was taken at National Council that we don't want to tinker with it. So if somebody is no more, don't replace mm. till the next process starts. We don't want to touch this register that elected the national election, the national executives and the regional executives. That's what is happening there. Mm. Because some may have been appointed from the polling station to become even a deputy officer at the constituency level. So he's moved, but we don't want you to replace him there because if you do so, we don't know how you're going to do that. And it lends itself to manipulation. So we want a very transparent and clear process. So I'm very disappointed. Is your expectation that disappointed that? That the media is presenting it as if some group have ganged up against the vice president. It is incorrect. It's a discussion that we all of us had, and I have evidence to show that I communicated not only with him, with his campaign manager, uh, Fred O'Reilly, because as a vice president, I know he's in an exalted position. You can't have him all the time. So I was also dealing with the... Mm. the, the but the ahead of tomorrow's uh, National Council meeting, yeah. is your expectation that that will resolve the challenges? That we Hopefully it should. Hopefully, because we are very close to August 26th, so it's barely a month plus. So hopefully that should be resolved. It's not a constitutional matter. The constitution is very clear. This is just giving effect to what is in the constitution. I, I do think that we should be able to reach some discernible agreement on this matter. Kamala uh, Jipon, thank you very much. It's a pleasure, Evans. And still live your news tonight on Joy 99.7 FM. George Afes here with business now. Hello, George. Hi, Evans. And uh, coming up in business, Ghana's economy expected to fully recover by 2025, according to a new World Bank report. Government moves to impose quota on rice and chicken imports. With details likely to be announced in the media budget review next Tuesday. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Doing. Doing gets you learning. Learning starts you wondering. Wondering triggers thinking. Thinking becomes planning. Planning evolves to trying. After trying, you're succeeding, winning, owning. Now
now. Doing that starts with outdoing your limits. Outdo them all with MTN. So, what are we doing today? Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City. Or call us 0302 764101764209 or 7627892. Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com. Flamingo Paint has superior properties than any other paint brand on the market? Listen, when you take one bucket of Flamingo Paint, it's equal to several buckets of any paint brand on the market. So, Flamingo has superior hiding properties, superior coverage, it means it covers, and superior durability. Flamingo Paint, superior hiding. Flamingo Paint, superior coverage. Flamingo Paint, superior durability. Flamingo Paint, simply superior. No matter your water needs, Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank. And now, you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana and now introduces the customer specs order which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of 7 years which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168, Kumasi 0505-555-666 or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. you welcome back to business on news night the economy is expected to recover fully from 2025 that's the projection captured in the new world bank report released in accra today now despite this projection the bank was quick to add the situation remained challenging for a while before a rebound it noted that the government must be prepared to implement some tight expenditure controls to prevent accumulation of new areas governor jan kwachi is an economist with the world bank that we said that government had already doubled leap benefits. So that's one way that, for example, the government is... There are many more um, social protection pro programs that the government is actually putting up to be able to um, bring people out of the po uh, poverty. What we can say is that inflation, it will take quite a longer period, an extensive period, maybe by 2025 before we can see inflation come to the... Bank of Ghana target of single-day inflation. So that is our, our current projection. Governor Jan Kwachi is an economist with the World Bank. 
Now, government is set to roll out fresh policy measures that would place some restrictions on rice and chicken imports in the coming month. Joy Business is learning that details could be rolled out or captured in the mid-year budget review. But what has influenced this and can the economy handle these restrictions? There is more in this report. Government through the Trade Ministry has been engaging some players in the industry about this move and making some justification for this program. Based on what we have picked up, this is part of broader import regulation bill that will be captured under a fresh legislative instrument that is already being prepared for consideration by Parliament. When passed, it will target rice, frozen chicken and also fruit juice as well. The proposal now is to restrict rice importation by some 40%. This will allow local farmers and other firms in the country to take up the remaining 60%. Sources say the policy may take off this year as details will be captured in a mid-year review. Well, even before this policy takes off, some industry players are raising concerns about how government is planning to implement the program. Some of them are also raising some concerns about the supposed local firms that are being taxed to supply the rice locally. Some have also maintained that the local market has not got the capacity to supply the remaining 60% of rice demand for the country. They are even warning that the policy could result in hikes in prices of rice and frozen chicken. That is a business dex report. Now, government is being asked to be cautious over any attempts to carry out aggressive policy measures or changes in the media budget. Finance Minister Ken Ofriata is expected to present the media budget on next Tuesday. Now, however, there are reports that there could be aggressive changes due to the current development in the economy. But there are some industry players that want the finance minister to slow down on these massive changes. Edward Karwa is the general secretary of the General Agricultural Workers Union and is one of those who want the minister to slow down on any massive reviews. I'm just wondering, within this period to the end of the year, what government can achieve? Yeah, you think nothing Say that uh, they would like to have major uh, changes. Mm -hmm. I know when you talk about the budget, budget goes with resources. I'm not sure where the resources are coming from because when you make any policy decisions, radical or major policy decisions, they go with resources. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know where government has suddenly gotten that uh, those resources to be able to allow for a major review in our budget. Edward Carroway is the General Secretary of the General Agricultural Workers Union. Now, Managing Director of Republic Bank Ghana, Benjamin Jubuku, has expressed optimism about the bank bouncing back after shocks coming from the domestic debt exchange program. This is coming out of the group recorded a loss of 22.69 million Ghana cities. The MD noted that the current measures being instituted by the Bank of Ghana will help turn around the situation for the commercial banks in the coming months. He was speaking at the bank's annual general meeting in a crowd today. And that policy is uh, 40 60. Therefore, had you not because of the DDAP, if you look at the annual statement, the provision that we made as a result of the DDAP was about 167 million and would have made a lot of profit for 2022. So that actually affected our inability to pay the dividend that we're supposed to pay to our shareholders. And um, we believe that 2024-2025, we should pay dividend to our shareholders. Benjamin Jibuku is the Managing Director for Republic Bank Ghana. To the stock market, if you're a shareholder in SIC Insurance, well, a PESA was removed from your share price at the end of trading on the Ghana Stock Exchange. It's now worth 20 pesos. And that's all for business on Newsnight. Thank you, George. To sports now. Hello, Ms. Bao. Yes, hello, Ivan. Let's talk uh, former Black Stars for David Akam. He's been bemoaning the level of investment in clubs, especially in Ghana's top flight league. According to him, the failure of uh, owners of football clubs to reinvest proceeds from player sales and other revenue sources has resulted in the minimal progress of the game in the country. He believes that the quality and competitiveness of club will improve if more of the money from football is put back into the game. They take finance out of it. It's money. And for them, they invest in the money into football because they, they 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 want to progress. And when you use Ghana's example, and I think as George did an interview with one uh, football administrator, I don't want to mention names, but 
they ask him how much is made for money and he says it's made about five six million and when you look at his team i don't think he's he's not invested anything into his into his team he doesn't have facilities for uh for his team the judges they were it is not even good enough and that's one main reason when america have money they put the money into good use that's uh, David Akam, former Black Stars player there. Well, uh, just a few updates in terms of transfer. Riyad Mahrez is moving to Saudi Arabia, Al-Hali. Liverpool's judge uh, Jordan Henderson is also moving to Al-Etifak after the club accepted a deal. And also uh, Manchester City left-back Benjamin Mendy is now also moving to Lorraine in the French League uh, alongside Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who is moving from Chelsea to Olympic Marseille. That's it for sports. Brought to you by Pepsi and Herbo and Chaco. Thank you very much. Now, HIV testing made easy. Now, you can test and know your HIV status from the comfort of your home. Today, the Health Ministry launched the National HIV Self-Testing Program. Listen to the Director General of the Ghana AIDS Commission, Dr. Treme Etiahine. The goal is to end AIDS. And to end AIDS, the things we need to do, number one, by 2030, we should have diagnosed 98% of all persons living with HIV in Ghana and put 98% of those diagnosed on antiretroviral treatment and 98% of those on treatment should be supported to achieve viral suppression. And so with these targets, these targets the second and third 98 are unachievable unless we have done the 98 uh, person diagnosis. And Carlos Coloni was there for us and he joins me in the studio right now. Carlos, how does this work? So one needs to swap the device on the upper gum and the lower gum. And then after that, you need to place the stick in a liquid that comes with a kit for about 20 minutes. Then the result will now pop up. Mm. Um, did you find that people were interested in actually getting this and actually doing the testing? Yes, a lot of people I spoke to at the event said they are actually going to take advantage of it to actually test. Some said that they have already uh, done the test and they're so happy that it took them just a few minutes to actually get their results. Ah, interesting. Uh, we'll all be uh, doing that right from here. Thank you very much, Carlos. Now, the best toilets with the highest level of cleanliness and good order will receive a four-star rating. Yes, just like a hotel. Now, the head of the AMA sanitation team, Florence Cucci, says the rating system will serve as a wake-up call for public toilet operators to maintain proper sanitary conditions. Public toilets that receive zero stars will be closed down. There's more in the following report. The unsmelly nature of some public toilet is enough to force you to run home to ease yourself. City authorities across the country have slacked in ensuring the highest hygiene in public toilets, but it is changing fast. The Accra Metropolitan Assembly has quickened its steps to introduce star rating systems to improve sanitary conditions. Just like hotels receive stars, the AMA has commenced the assessment of public toilet facilities with a star rating system. Florence Cucci is the head of the AMA Environmental Health and Sanitation Team. Public toilet is one of the main drivers of a smart city. You can't have a smart city without a public toilet because public toilet improves the city economy. It improves the health of the city. It also improves the health of the public. We started this journey from the 2021 where we learned the public toilet guideline. Today, we are now coming up to start with the star rating. The AMA sanitation team visited the Koje Company Limited public toilet facility at the Agbogloshi bus terminal for assessment. The facility ticked many boxes on the checklist but failed the hygiene test. So, the facility was given a low rating. They would have scored three star but they are, the, ATC, the ATP brought them down. So it means they need to work much on the touches, where people comes in and touch. It means they don't clean the doorknobs, the flashing areas, and then the taps. The supervisor of Koje Company Limited, Abdul Karim, expressed his dissatisfaction with the low ratings but vowed to improve the facility sanitation standards. Uh, I will be happy, but 
this has brought us down. That contamination has brought them, so I'm not happy about it. Just we will just improve ourselves to make to get that three stars. Public toilets that fail all standards set by the Accra Metropolitan Assembly will not be rated, hence, be closed down. Well, I'm looking forward to enjoying the comforts of a four-star public toilet uh, somewhere nearby my neighborhood. And I've just been joined by a lady who was just... Is it going uh, to have a bidet? Oh, yeah. But better, it's going to be four-star. Oh, yeah, four-star so, public toilet. You know running, I mean? hot running water. Hot running water, some television, some a carpet, AC. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, there's one around the corner here. Because really, how do you... How... how uh, okay, I... I, I I'm speechless. Like, I mean, what was what's the criteria for the grading? Oh, yeah. I mean, so when they walk in there, the place is neat. It has no heated order. Heated toilet paper, heated toilet seats. You know, you have the, all the comforts. You can, you know, seat comfortably. A stool for you to stretch your legs stretch so it doesn't leg. get you numb. A, you, you have, you have, a, you a, have a magazine, you know, whilst yeah, you're reading. You can watch television. You can Snacks. change your DSTV channel. Wow. You know, whilst you're watching, you can watch oh your favorite. God. You know, it's it has Wi-Fi hey. in there. Four-star toilets. That's what? what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's serious. Like, you just had it. That's I, the air I mean, is blowing it out. Bits of it, I have, have you been to a, a public toilet before? Do you, um, you know what that is? Okay. So, uh, it's no, okay. No, you no, answered no, that no, question no, already. No, no, no. I'll tell you. I mm -hmm. have. Okay. Which um, one is this? It was at... Um, it was in Accra. In Accra, Accra. Accra. Straha. Mm. The middle, oh, oh, then, inside, that's, that's inside. Proper, a, a few years ago. That must yes. have been traumatic. I, I was traumatized. <laughs> you know those events when there's an event and oh, it's like, hey, me. Jesus, Lord, help me. <laughs> yeah, I was frantic. Um, yeah. But obviously, when you see... Did you tiptoe? I, I, I gave it to Jesus oh, and I walked yes. away. So, I was like, there has to be G something. Jesus, take the wheel. There has to be something mm. else. Yeah. So, Strong exercises, Abnes. Uh, you're hosting the ladies. What are you talking about? So, today we're talking about finding balance um, between our friends and our partners. So, I'm sure you've heard that with women a lot of times. When we fall in love, we forget our friends. Like, we put ourselves into... So have you forgotten your friends? No. We oh, put, so you're not in love yet. Okay, I understand. We put ourselves into the relationship so much that we kind of neglect. And then I think for men, it's on the flip side. There's too much of the boys' boys, and then there's not enough investment in the relationship. So today we're talking about finding that balance between keeping your friends on the up and up, but also having a thriving relationship. Because statistics show that for women, our sister friends are very important to our mental health and the sanity of our relationships. Because women talk a lot, and men don't like to hear all the talking. Mm. So we go out, we talk to our girls, we come back, and then you have less of the talking. Interesting. So we're talking I, about balancing that. I will be listening. I will be listening. Uh, thank you very much. I want to stay tuned uh, for that. Catch the rest of all the details that you heard on News Night on my journal.com, including the sanctions that have been imposed on KNUSC and University of Ghana for enrolling uh, people into courses that are not accredited. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Mm.